0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Knowing Wheel. Episode 145, I believe, of your favourite Formula 1 show. And as always, I am joined by Jamie183. How are we doing, my guy?
1: I'm good. There was a lot of Formula 1 content over the weekend uh, in terms of races and track action. Uh, I didn't watch loads of it because it was quite a busy weekend. But yeah, we're here to talk over it i think i know what went on so yeah we'll see what what we go up to
0: well we'll find out whether jamie knows what went on (laughs) over the weekend but of course you know if you're watching this on my main youtube channel as always we have just serving our reminder we've only probably got about seven or eight more episodes to go of knowing wheel uh before it goes exclusively on its own youtube channel it's not disappearing or anything like that so yeah there'll be a link down in the description below get yourself subscribed uh jamie how many subs are you on in our weekly update Five,
1: four eight it's not changing in a while so
0: 548 we're up to 286 it's going so well So we are closing in that we're less than we're less than half yeah but more than halfway there
1: 40 left, and then we're done. All right. We, well, we, well, I mean, we will
0: overtake Jamie 183
1: within, I guess I, I, I don't. Conference. I don't plan on on not growing anymore once we reach me. But there we go. Next no, target exactly. is to get us to do the tour of all the te- all the teams. So. Exactly.
0: It's, <laughs> it's going to be good fun in the future. But obviously, we did a we did a preview show ready for the Brazilian Grand Prix, so we didn't really have a lot to discuss um, going into the weekend. So I guess Jamie, we move straight into Friday's action. Or one bit of news before Friday's action, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, a little bit, uh, just as they tend to do. If a track is about to extend a contract, they tend to announce it just before the weekend action uh, to kind of, you know, give a little press release to them beforehand. So that is what happened. We are racing at Interlagos until 2030, which is good news because there was a few whispers a few years ago, now a pretty long time ago now, about it getting replaced. Do you remember that with the old... It had a lot of vowels in it. It was like Junkadella or something. Is that right? I believe you're
0: thinking of a Spanish racing driver. Maybe I am. Um, There was another Brazilian circuit. There was (laughs) talks about another Brazilian circuit. There were talks about them potentially hosting a race in Rio de Janeiro, wasn't there, or elsewhere. Um, But none of that, of course, is happening. And to be honest, considering obviously we're in Mexico last week, we're kind of at the idea, aren't we, that once Perez drops off the map, then so will the Mexican Grand Prix. I guess there's always been that little bit of a concern about that with Brazil as well because we haven't had a Brazilian Formula 1 driver since Massa and NASA both came off at the end of 2017 or no, well, Naza Nasa was, going was to 2016, yeah.
1: wasn't he? Yeah. Uh I guess we had Pietro Fittipaldi for a couple of races. Oh, one race, yeah. <laughs> two races in 2018. Carapagua was the one I was trying to think of. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not Portuguese nor do I speak it. So that's no. probably butchered. Neither
0: Fun fact, is Alberto Fabrega, based on last week's episode, nor is he Mexican.
1: (laughs) No, Um, he's not not any of those similar things to Spanish. So, um, yes, that was a bit of good news for the circuit. I think Brazil is a bit safer than Mexico, because they've got a lot more heritage in Formula 1. And, obviously, I would say the fans, like, I don't want to cause controversy, but they are better.
0: (laughs) I think they're more passionate. I think it would be argued, um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say. Uh, has he got more history? I think
1: Mexico's been on the calendar longer. But Brazil, in terms of a nation, has a lot more heritage in F one in terms. Oh, of absolutely! Yeah, drivers, and a champions, lot more and race. Wins. Brazilian,
0: yeah, history inside Formula One, definitely. Um, you know, it's weird when we obviously mentioned that a second ago that the fact that hasn't been a Brazilian on the grid for the last six years because prior to that. There were Brazilians pretty much non-stop since about the 60s or 70s, yeah. I think, weren't there? You yeah, pretty yeah. much always had a Brazilian on the Formula 1 grid, and usually two or three.
1: Yeah, and usually they were world champions by the end of their career, or, or at least race winners. Close, so. Close. yeah. I
0: was going to say, a lot more race winners than world champions. Looks at Barrichello and him, so.
1: <laughs> True, true. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they do get a driver on a grid. I don't... I can't recall. I guess... Enzo Fittipaldi? Is he the. It's, well, you've oh, got. Wait, who's the one in F2? You, I it? mean,
0: you've got Felipe Drogovic. Yeah. Who, of course, is confirmed to stay with Aston Martin next year. You've got Gabriele Bortoletto in Formula 3, who's just won the Formula 3 championship. Uh, and Enzo Fittipaldi is also in Formula 2.
1: I just had to double-check. I thought Borges was Spanish, but you're right, he is
0: Brazilian. He he definitely is Brazilian. Now, I'm aware of what country some people are from, Jamie, unlike you. Yes, clearly. Um, But I think, you know, I I would be shocked if we go another six years without a Brazilian driver Mm. in Formula 1. I think I'll go out on a limb and suggest that. Um, So, yeah, we'll see a Brazilian racing in Brazil before that contract comes to an end. But, yeah, moving on, though, into the race weekend. Obviously, free practice was fairly undramatic, wasn't it? There wasn't a lot to talk about. Obviously, all teams just desperate to try and get the cars set up again inside an hour. Uh, And then, obviously, we moved into Friday night qualifying, uh, where, funnily enough, Jamie actually gave me a fantastic stat. Apart from the Aston Martins and the Alpha Tauris... Qualifying on Friday and qualifying on Saturday
1: were identical. Give or take. They weren't the same yeah. positions, but like the same bunch of cars went out in Q one and SQ one. And Q two and s Q two and
0: SQ two, yeah. Apart
1: from the two Aston Martins and the two Alpha Tauris swap places.
0: So Which is mad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which we'll get onto a bit later, I'm sure. But Sprint uh Sprint weekends obviously give us real race qualifying on the Friday. Um and then you've got Sprint Saturday with all of the things, Sprint Race, happening at once. So Friday night left us with a, yeah, just a fairly undramatic couple of opening qualifying sessions. We had Avrameo's just being absolutely abysmal, 18th and 20th for them. Um, and also the Alpha Tauri's having a little bit of a return to regular form with both going out in Q1. Um, well, the rest of the weekend they had some good pace, so it was a bit odd to see them both out. Then
0: I would argue it wasn't regular form. I think that was the whole point on Friday night.
1: Mm.
0: Recently anyway.
1: More recently, yes. Yeah, first time snow has been out in Q one since Hungary, supposedly. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, it I guess that's true, impressive. yeah, that's mad. Um and then Logan Sargent with his regular uh back row appearance on P nineteen. And yes, Q two, there was a bit of whispering of rain. Um obviously the clouds in Brazil gather very quickly, so uh, and we we've seen a few wet races there in the past, but this time round, they were pretty confident. Certainly, Haas were fairly confident it wasn't imminent for Q2, uh, and they were proven right. It just got very dark. Um, but similarly, getting dark was Haas's prospects as they both went out in Q2 as well. That's a as, fantastic segue, unbelievable. And they draw attention to it; it's ruined it. Thanks, thank you, thank you very much. Um, with Ocon and Gasly sandwiching. Uh, Hulkenberg in 11th, Magnuson 14th, and Albin, who had his only lap time deleted, because he was obviously, we see, there's not enough tyres ready to go around for a whole sprint weekend, so Albin was trying to get through with just the one set, and had his time deleted.
0: Which was a shame, wasn't it? And then obviously we move into Q3, uh, and it pretty much looks like Nightfall is descending on Sao Paulo, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and that meant that it basically was only time for one run. Uh, it was basically whoever was like first had a big advantage, wasn't it? <laughs> and, and that was Max Verstappen. So we didn't even get any excitement there. In what could have been an unpredictable qualifying session, Verstappen still took pole. Charles Leclerc still ended up on the front row. Um, Aston Martin, though. Had a good return to form. We've kind of, you know, spoke about them up and down in the last few weeks. I love the rumour that we never even spoke about this week, that Helmut Marco apparently claimed that Alonso made the rumours up himself about him going to Red Bull next year. Um, who keeps
1: giving Helmut Marco a microphone?
0: I don't know who keeps allowing him anywhere near a Formula One weekend. I mean, we'll spoke about someone else that shouldn't be in a Formula One weekend in a minute. Um, but, yeah, I think the only kind of big moment, wasn't it, was Piastri... Unfortunately, obviously, he binned it right at the end yeah. of the final, though it was believed it was a gust of wind. Kofniko oh, yeah. Rosberg 2015. It was also getting wetter um,
1: and wetter as the rain started to fall. So Piastro well, was one was of Well, like
0: That was after last. everyone had done their laps, mm. to be fair. But I guess um, yeah, and he, he ruined confidence. Perez in the process.
1: He did. Perez was the last driver out on track um, and then came across a McLaren in the gravel or in the grass. So yellow flags meant Perez obviously had to back off, and that was that for him. So P9 on the grid. But to be fair to him, the rest of the weekend he was acceptably okay
0: he was a decent number two a pretty <laughs> bog standard number yeah. two wasn't he uh just not a number two in a completely dominant car um <laughs> maybe not which maybe was not. a shame but yeah i mean it, well, i always find it hilarious as well jamie when obviously it's absolutely start hammering it down and then they have to, like, go and red flag the session
1: it's like what's the point
0: just run the clock. Like, no, no one's binned it or anything. It's I guess, not going to dry
1: up again. I guess it's safety, isn't it? Because if someone fancied it, they could just go out. And if the track is too unsafe to drive, obviously the, the teams are dumb for going out, but the FIA have still got to tell them it's too unsafe to.
0: Yeah, I suppose. It's just stupid, wasn't it? But they did red flag yeah. it,
1: and then basically immediately cancelled the rest of the session. They were just like, session will not be restarted with, like, six minutes on the clock, because they'd oh, have to yeah. wait. They'd have had yeah. to wait, like... Hours for it to get dry enough to race. Well it. they would have had
0: to wait till Saturday, wouldn't they, yeah. really? To get on with it. I mean there was some pretty scary looking scenes there around the circuit, wasn't there, mm. after qualifying of oh, qualifying yeah was wrapped up on Friday night. There was some grand sands with the roofs being ripped off, things like that. It was a proper storm that barreled in over Sao Paulo. And of course that was all because uh, obviously the session got delayed because Fernando Alonso had an issue in free practice.
1: Yeah, it was delayed so fifteen minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, so without that was... it would have been normal. I wonder, I wonder if the storm was similar to the storm that struck the south of England uh, last week I as well.
0: can't imagine they were related. A <laughs> no. I, I, fun fact for you, Jamie, storms never actually cross the equator. They always form at the equator and either go north or south. Wow. They I wasn't expecting it. a
1: geography lesson, but there we go.
0: There you go, yeah. Um, as we move, though, on into Saturday sprint qualifying, uh, as we said... Um, Aston Martin and AlfaTauri swapped, so that meant Stroll was pretty much back to normal after his P3 on Friday night, uh, looking like he kind of been invited to the cool kids table with no idea why. <laughs> um, he was he was backing out in Q1. He, he wanted nothing to do with Max and Charles, did he? Um, but easily the weirdest moment was Ocon and Alonso's beef.
1: Mm, yeah, very very strange from Ocon. Obviously he's prone to the old odd collision in Brazil, um, but at turn 1 at turn, turn 2 yeah the centre is. so Alonso off the line trying to get out of the way uh, on the outside of turn 3 and Ocon comes out of turn 2 turning, slight turning left towards turn 3 and loses his back end has a bit of wobble of oversteer which obviously puts him further out than he would have been and his rear right absolutely clouts Alonso's front left quite a violent collision at high speed uh, Ocon's in the wall Alonso's obviously got race-ending damage, or qualifying-ending damage. Um, And Arcon immediately calls Alonso an idiot before... I I hope he backed down on it, because it was clearly Archon's mistake, in my mind. He didn't. He He did.
0: He believed he hadn't made the mistake. He believed there was no mistake made by himself. He didn't feel like he'd lost the car. Now... I don't believe that was Alonso's fault for a single second. But... Had he been further off the racing line, there wouldn't have been contact there because I think Ocon would have gathered it up again, or had all but gathered it up. It just so happened that Alonso was where he'd gathered it up to. That's not to suggest that Fernando is any way to blame, but possibly could have been further off the line.
1: I think he he left a good enough gap. He left Ocon a car and a half easily, maybe two cars. Ocon was fairly offline. I saw a video from the fans, like the grandstand yes, just there. yeah. And that was like, Alonso left a lot of space, and Ocon lost it himself.
0: Yeah. It was certainly, I mean, it was just quite funny, of course, that it had to be Alonso and Ocon that had that yeah. beef, of yeah, course, yeah. after the end after of last, last year. year. Well, it um, was Brazil last
1: year, wasn't it? They had a bit of fallout, didn't they? They certainly um,
0: did again, another one. Um, but all, all very, very funny, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And again though, obviously it was the other has of um the other Hass, the Hass of Magnuson and Hulk that looked strong in S Q one, just like they did in Q one and then just yeah. didn't have the pace uh to make Q three or S Q three uh and obviously Gasly as well in the less beefified Alpine uh was also out. And again, obviously it was just a one shot Q three.
1: Yeah, eight minute session, so not quite enough time to do and not enough tyres to do two runs um,
0: I think that was the bigger
1: issue yeah. I think if
0: they wanted to do two runs they could have had they had the tyres
1: yeah so that left us with a bit of a lull at the start for a few minutes until eventually they started coming out of the pits and doing just fine and uh, Landon Norris was doing fine and took pole position or uh, sorry sprint king or whatever it's called these days I don't know um, yeah fastest in qualifying by six hundredths from Max Verstappen was very impressive and uh, not the first time that Red Bull haven't taken the sprint pole in recent events. So, yeah, was was nice for him. He obviously felt like he made a mess on Friday, so I think he was very pleased with that. Although, yeah, the the race probably he knew that Red Bull always seems to be stronger over a race distance, especially Max Verstappen. So, whether he thought he could get his first kind of win, although he, he immediately said it wouldn't count anyway because it's a sprint. Um, it's very good uh, it's only because he's jealous of Oscar yeah he's like Oscar's win doesn't count <laughs> it could well be probably is that to be honest
0: yeah I reckon that that must be the case um, but yeah I mean you know McLaren had looked quick all weekend up to that point hadn't they Um, And as we go on to discover both in the sprint race and the real race, of course, Lando Norris will fight anyone tooth and nail unless their name is Max Verstappen, uh, because he basically just gave up the lead at turn one, didn't he? And Max just sailed off and won.
1: I think he fights anyone he believes he has a chance of winning against over a race distance, and Max Verstappen he doesn't really have a chance of beating over a race distance. Everyone else he does, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: well, we'll come back to that later on. Um, but yeah, obviously Sprint Race though was very, very good um, early on. Hamilton, of course, getting around the outside of Sergio Perez down at Turn 4. Um, and Russell takes Norris without crashing himself off at yeah. Turn 10. Which, which was is, a good little dive bomb, wasn't
1: it? It was a very good little dive bomb. And actually was committed to it, unlike Lewis Hamilton was back in 2019. So... Yeah, good opportunistic move. Norris down to third from the first place by the end of lap one. Um, and as soon as Max Verstappen took the lead, we, we, we kind of knew it was... We waved goodbye. He probably was like done. Harry Potter, done meme, Harry Potter on the train, yeah. <laughs> um, and we thought at this point, obviously, Russell's second, Hamilton's fourth. Could it be Mercedes the back? Mercedes
0: their, are fighting!
1: Their annual Brazilian Grand Prix win. Is it on? And it turns out it definitely wasn't on. Uh, and the rest of the race was kind of spent watching them fall back through the grid, which was quite Well, funny. the rest of the
0: weekend was watching yeah. them go backwards, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Perez, it wouldn't take him long before he'd get the jump on Lewis. Uh, Norris then, at pretty much the same time, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. Would jump Russell. Uh, and like we said, kind of the rest of the race was just watching Mercedes try and hang on, uh, but slowly losing more and more positions, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, eventually to the point of losing sixth place to Yuki Tsunoda. Which... Was very entertaining as a as a non Lewis Hamilton fan. Um, but yeah, look, Yuki Zanoda up in P6. Very good stuff from him. Uh, the sprint rates, it was eventful. It was better than Kota sprint, so that was good. Uh, but again, it wasn't really meaning very much. So, yeah. He, again, kind of it was
0: just a spoiler, wasn't it? Yeah, because immediately. What was going to be expected on Sunday?
1: You know, we go into Sunday knowing that, that Max is the fastest, Norris is probably the second fastest.
0: Murphy useless.
1: Terrible. And Aston Martin kind of have the pace to hang, but not like they obviously had to come through the grid on Saturday, whereas they were starting higher up on Sunday. So it's kind of just a spoiler. I actually, Sergio Perez said, bring in reverse grids, which I'm like, yes, keep saying it, Checo. I want to see but you keep it Checo's around. saying that because he
0: won't have a drive by next year. And reverse or grid might mean he starts on max. pole. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, what we hadn't predicted, though, Jamie, or what Saturday hadn't spoiled, was, of course, when we got to Sunday, that Ferrari would again Ferrari. And before the race had even started, Charles Leclerc had a hydraulic failure.
1: Yeah, on the way to the grid on a formation lap. Uh, just, it's it's unbelievably Ferrari, I, isn't it?
0: I don't get how Ferrari are always the team that allows this to happen. <laughs> you know, it, it's never Mercedes having a hydraulic failure before the start. It's never Red Bull have a fader, or Aston Martin or McLaren have a... Well, McLaren have a few times in the past. Why does it always feel like when a driver has a DNS, they're in a Ferrari car?
1: It's just like, they're not a very well-worn organisation, I don't think. they just... Yeah, there's there's so many... Money
0: can't save their problems
1: There's such a... Like... I don't know. There's just constant failures in that organisation. Ferrari
0: had two things over the last 15 years that have been able to carry them.
1: Money and prestige. They
0: now can't use the money, and prestige doesn't get you far in Formula 1.
1: Ross Braun helped, and Michael Schumacher. I guess that was more than 15 years ago. That's what I mean, since then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows with Ferrari, to be honest. Leclerc is obviously lamenting a lot. I quite enjoy this part of the season, because every time a driver has a problem, they just... Lose it and they're so annoyed because <laughs> yeah. there's no need to be positive, it's just like, oh, get me on holiday. Uh, it's such a funny part of the season.
0: I I bet he was on a plane before the race was even finished, had he had his way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you see the, the Mexican Grand Prix team radio after the race from Hulkenberg, who obviously had some hope during the race that he might actually score a point? Uh, yes, and then it all fell apart at the end. <laughs> he was like. To his to his manager or, I guess, trader or whoever, he was like, get the helicopter, I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mad. So, yeah. It's just like, I love the drivers just being annoyed with their teams, because all well, the season... half of them
0: are just fed up, aren't they? Yeah,
1: I mean, basically everyone, all 19, apart from Max, and I guess Lando's doing okay.
0: Well, Lando's hoping he can try and poach P3 or P2 in the championship, isn't he yeah, still? Yeah, if
1: he gets P3, that'd be mad. We'll get on that later. but yeah, That
0: would be mad. Um, but yeah, we, we did finally get a race start, though. Um, luckily, Charles, obviously, after that failure was able to get the car out of the barrier and into a safe space. So the race start wasn't delayed. Um, but drama pretty much kicked off immediately. After Aston Martin had their brilliant qualifying, we'd all kind of said Lando Norris had underperformed on um, Friday night. And then basically got back to where he expected him to by Turn 1 and moved mm-hmm. up into P2. Lewis had also got both of them and had gone back to P3. But the drama behind was Kevin Magnussen has not been given enough stick, I believe, for this. Because not only <laughs> did he basically take out his teammate, but he took out Albert as well
1: before Turn yeah, 1. Yeah, it was such a lack of awareness. And a driver of his experience should know better, I think. Because he, yeah, effectively... He's on the inside of two cars on his outside. Almost like what Paris did. Although Paris was in a braking zone.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it was more like Sebastian Vettel at Singapore.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's just moving across as if he's the only one on the racetrack, and you've literally just started a race with with 18 other cars. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was very poor. And that sent Albon into the side of Hulkenberg. Sorry, it was Magnussen into Hulk, into Albon, wasn't it? But Hulkenberg was able to carry on. Magneton, Somehow. Magson and Albin straight out of the race. Albin his wheel then took out Daniel Ricciardo as well. And Holgerberg in the process clipped Oscar Piastri, who also needed repairs. But he had time to do repairs due to the red flag that immediately came out. So all of that work by Aston Martin and the lack of work from Lando Norris on uh on Friday was just undone and they were back where they should have been. <laughs>
0: And, yeah, with with another restart to potentially allow some drama. Um, but it, it did basically mean, didn't it, of course, because the red flag didn't get called immediately for some reason, uh, which meant, obviously, that Ricardo and Piastri, who'd both thought they'd retired, then were allowed to go back into the race because they could get the cars repaired in time, basically spent the rest of the afternoon trundling around by themselves.
1: A lap down, yeah.
0: A lap down to most of the other competitors, um, but the restart, though, did like Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton a vintage little battle that not only was clean, but was also respectful and good to watch. Because, yeah. as we say so often, the drivers that have been around for more than 10 years actually know how to race
1: wheel-to-wheel. Yes. Uh, and it was a good move, wasn't it, for Alonso on Lewis? Very good fair. move. I um, will
0: hold my hand up and admit that as someone that doesn't like Fernando Alonso and does like Lewis
1: Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Uh, and actually... There was seen to be a little bit of a battle at the uh, at the sharp end of the field with Max Verstappen under some pressure for kind of the first time ever in 2023. But um, wow, yeah, it was it was pretty good from Norris. That he was able to hang with with uh, with Verstappen and actually had a go. It was like quite far into the race, lap eight, I believe, lap eight or nine. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't lap two. <laughs> um, and Norris did have a go into turn one. Verstappen had to go defensive. Wow. Well i Am a go is strong as much as
0: Lando will against Max. He
1: kind of knocked on the door and then immediately backed off. (laughs) Um, And Max, yeah, able to hold him off and break the DRS and then kind of drove into the distance as ever. Um,
0: Yeah, he he was. It felt honestly like one of those ones where Rebel have gone right. Don't don't pull away too far. Oh no, Lando's too close. Right, just get on with it, Max, for two laps. (laughs) Show the car's pace. Yeah, exactly. At the end. (laughs) Yeah, and then just. Yeah, you know, right. You're three seconds back now. You can just afford to sit down and. I would love to again. see
1: what would happen if Verstappen actually pushed for a whole race distance.
0: Well, put a decent number two in the car. It's why yeah. when people go on about it, I like it, why Mercedes back in fourteen to sixteen was still fantastic, despite the fact it was a dominant car, is because it you had two had, drivers that yeah. were still had to go for it all the time. Because
1: you get the feeling Verstappen's probably at forty percent all the time.
0: I do genuinely reckon you. If Max was that, so say you had two Max Verstappen's in that car. So obviously they were going at it. If they didn't take each other at every, week, which they would, <laughs> they sensibly, I'd say, more often than not this year, unless you get a well time red flag or safety car, would lap most, if not the entire rest of the field. I would. I reckon if you put two Maxes in that car and say they were told one just had to sit directly behind the other one, applying pressure, they would have been. 45 50 seconds ahead of lando by the end of that
1: yeah yeah i agree i think they've probably got another on for half a second a lap that they're not using right now
0: easily easily Which probably more belgium crazy. i think was an even worse example of that yeah. would have probably been even more um <laughs> yeah. but that that's a topic for another day isn't it of course and kind of just like saturday's sprint race because again sprints are just spoilers now uh we basically just watched merc go backwards didn't they
1: yeah, yeah, and immediately, obviously, Lewis was running P4 just at the start, and Perez was kind of coming through from behind. So Perez overtook Russell and Hamilton, eventually. And, yeah, they were just falling and falling. You had Science go past. Stroll went past, which you know it's curtains if Lance Stroll's overtaking you. If Stroll's um, overtaking
0: you, you may as well retire. <laughs> which, exactly, <laughs> which George exactly Russell
1: did. What George Russell did later on. Um, yeah, that was the only real action was these... Mercedes falling behind everyone, including like the likes of Alpines, Ferrari, not multiple Ferraris because one of them crashed on the formation lap. Um, well, we only
0: ever saw Sainz once, didn't we? Yeah, that a was bit it. like 2019, wasn't it? Where he went from last to a podium at Brazil and we still never saw him on TV.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and that was, yeah, kind of it. There was a bit going on. It was one of those classic 2023 races where because the race wins dealt with if within three laps within qualifying um you've kind of got stuff happening but none of it really matters so yeah and, and again yeah. The, I think the big
0: thing this year isn't it is it, all I reckon most of the DRS zones around the formula 1 circus need to be shortened by 10% 10-15%. So then you're actually getting battles into the corners because mm. that's still the big problem this year isn't it is overtaking's happening yes but it's always happening in the DRS zones before they reach a corner because the DRS is just too powerful. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I guess you don't want to accidentally go the other way and be like, DRS is only enough to stay with a car and not to get yeah. close enough to pass. But I guess like it just, was for a long time. You just work it out in practice and then maybe make some tweaks if you need to. Yeah. but um, it's Yeah, there not, was. Not,
0: a, not an easy science. The
1: main it. thing to draw our eyes to at the end of the race was Fernando Alonso uh, doing Fernando Alonso things. And with 15 laps to go, Sergio Perez came out of the pits one lap later than Alonso did in the battle for third place. And Sergio Perez was five seconds back, closed up the five seconds within five laps, um, and then spent the next 10 laps just trying to pass Fernando and only actually managing it with two laps to go. And that was only temporary anyway. <laughs> so Alonso was absolute defensive masterclass to be fair and like people are saying is this in his like top 10 drives ever probably not um for me but there we go and yeah uh, the uh the last lap of the race alonso and Perez going at it into turn one and turn four and alonso in a car f- six tenths slower would you say generously Able... I mean Checo's at the wheel. <laughs> Two tenths of... no. <laughs> so Alonso... Alonso was able to beat that wily old fox, as we often say, and mug him off into turn one, make Perez go on the inside line for no obvious reason, and Alonso does a really, really brave move running outside of turn four and claim the P three back and hold it off on a drag race up to the line for the podium, which was insane. First podium since Zandvoort for Fernando. Yeah,
0: madness, wasn't it? And to be fair, that drag race completely saved what had been a fairly uninteresting afternoon, hadn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. everyone's talking considered. about Alonso
1: now, so it's all good.
0: Exactly, there's at least something to discuss at the end of the afternoon. Um, this time round, I'm going to slate Fernando Alonso a bit more. Why on earth Checo went defensive when Fernando was so far back into turn one, I will never quite understand. Um, and again, you know, we, we said about how Checo had done pretty well this weekend, it's another Grand Prix where he hasn't finished on the podium.
1: Yeah, that's true. He did um, it in the
0: sprint, but again, what, Hill hasn't had a podium since Monza, Yeah, I believe? that's true. So one week after <laughs> Fernando Alonso last had a podium.
1: That's actually mad. There's so appalling. many drivers have had a podium since then.
0: Appalling by Checo this year. Like, I just... yeah. We we say about how much Max could win these races by, the fact that Checo still isn't getting podiums. And yeah, I get that had the car been set up and a few little tweaks and changes to it meant that Checo probably could have been far more competitive. And he got screwed in qualifying, he would have had a podium. He would have had many more podiums this year. And you know, the whole thing about Red Bull only suiting one driver is a very different topic for another day. Um but Checo shouldn't have lost that P three.
1: I mean arguably he should have been right, P two. Just by by Max. I
0: can appreciate, you know, Lando's getting a lot out of that McLaren at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, he should have been P three there, shouldn't he? Yeah, but All he's things extended the
1: gap things. in P two in the championship.
0: Yeah, only because Mercedes had an absolute stinker, yeah. so it looks like his seat is safe. As
1: did a couple of other teams. Like, I only I, I'll admit now, I only watched the race highlights on YouTube. Um. But like every time it cut late in the race, another car just retired, and there was no real. Explanation given. So both AlphaMOs had both Both Alfredos went,
0: yeah. Um, um
1: Alex Alba, oh, he he's taken out lap one, wasn't he? You
0: gotta take most of them were lap yeah. one, other than that. Yeah, and so Dylan he only Russell. really
1: had twelve drivers by the end of the race on the lead lap. Or on the yeah. in the real pack, because obviously Ricardo and Piastri started a lap down on everyone. Um so that was kind of another reason why it was a little bit like nothing's going on because we've lost half the grid, where are they? <laughs> And Um,
0: we lost some of the grid that's often the entertaining battles, isn't it? It is your Albans, your Haas, your Alfa (laughs) Romeo's that have often been providing the late-race action as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was a shame. Um, But, yeah, that left us with a Grand Prix that finished, and it finished with Max (laughs) Verstappen. Wow. As ever, winning the race. Um, 17th 17th win of the season.
0: Disgusting. It now means he's broken... um, Alberto Ascari's record or percentage even of wins in a season seventeen out of twenty now beats the ten of twelve that Scari did wasn't seventy five percent many years ago yeah
1: so that wouldn't that would have been nine out of twelve wouldn't it um, sorry yes now, yeah. if Verstappen doesn't win the final three he will still beat that <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs> which is and people ridiculous. wonder why we say that Max's dominance is far more boring than Lewis's ever was this. This is why. <laughs> um,
1: it's not Max's fault. He's a good teammate.
0: Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's a complete system by Red Bull, isn't it? That, I mean, it's getting them the results they want and that's mm. absolutely fantastic. We've just never seen anything like it in Formula One.
1: Need the FAA to do something. Make him slow. Yeah. Just take Adrian yeah. Newey off him. Just make him do the rounds. Exactly,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Oh, we forgot to mention, Jamie, at the start, the interview between Martin Rundle and Bernie Eccleston. Have you seen I this? I didn't see that.
1: I want to, I want to watch that. Oh, about it's it. so funny. I heard good things about the old uh, Grid Walk this week.
0: Uh, so Martin basically walks over to him and goes, yeah, I've heard you've had quite an expensive month with HMRC. <laughs> <laughs> and Bernie's like, hey, what? Cause I don't get why he's invited to Grand Prix still. But I, I do genuinely, like, don't get me wrong, I think Bernie is an absolute numpty. And I don't think he's got a working brain in there. But I do genuinely wonder whether he looks at Formula 1 now. Because, of course, he was all about the money, whether he ever thinks, you know, would he have done things differently had he known how much money there was to be had. Well, the reason F1's grown
1: so much is because Bernie let go of it.
0: Well he got bought out is what happened. Liberty paid him far more than it was worth for it. Right? Yeah, more but than he like, ever get.
1: Liberty have been so pioneering in, in you know, giving us mm. drive to survive and making the rules kind Absolutely. of make sense. So the credit has to go to them. If oh, yeah. Bernie were still in charge, we'd still be racing at like old Abu Dhabi layout not having overtakes. So Yeah. Yeah. Like that yes, yeah. Liberty are the, the MVPs. Bernie can you know, sit in prison one. with fraud nah, so.
0: Exactly. He did bring his three-year-old child though, which still makes my skin crawl. That's no, a actually, disgusting. I'm, there's, there's no way that kid's his. His wife was having an affair. There's no He's doubt.
1: He's 93.
0: Yeah, he had a kid at 89. <laughs>
1: <That's>... Oh dear. <laughs> well, I don't,
0: I don't think we, we want to delve into that topic. That's no. a knowing wheel after hours <laughs> podcast to come at some yes. point. But, um, shall after. we get on then with your quiz? <laughs>
1: oh dear, I. Pre-show, Matt prepped this quiz in about two seconds, so I feel I like he's gonna. I did this quiz in two seconds. It's gonna be something ridiculous. I'm so. Jamie one eight
0: three. Obviously, next time out we're in Las Vegas. We are. Are we looking forward to it? <laughs> yes, Kinda.
1: I actually am. I think we are.
0: We're, we're gonna we're gonna obviously do a pre-show for Las Vegas in a couple of weeks, but of course we've raced at three US GPs this year. Um, although only obviously one of them is known as the USGP, so of course, yeah, at Cota. So your job today, Jamie, is going from this year backwards. I want you to give me every winner of the US Grand Prix that wasn't at Cota.
1: Oh, that's really hard. What the heck? You got no time limit? This you is impossible. Can you give me the the tracks? Can I you, can. Can you give me anything?
0: I can. I'm more than happy to give you the tracks.
1: Okay. I'll try. I'll give it a go at the start, but after like twenty twenty two. Oh no! Okay, I'll give it a go. It's it's uh, easier yeah. once you actually think about it yeah. for a second. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking twenty twenty three. Obviously, Las Vegas hasn't happened yet.
0: Nope. But
1: you can say Max. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty three, Miami, was Max Verstappen. It was. Twenty twenty two, Miami. Was. Max Verstappen.
0: It was. Correct.
1: I think the one before this would have been Indianapolis 07. It was. Which was Lewis Hamilton. Correct. Second race whenever. Yep. 06, Indianapolis. <laughs> um. I should. I watched this fairly recently, so I should. I should probably know. Do uh, I want to ask why? Why? Uh, two thousand six season review in it. Um, um, I get. I. It was either a really bad race for Renault or it was a really bad race for Ferrari, and I can't remember which. Indianapolis. Oh, I. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm just going to have to go out on a limb and say... Uh, Michael Schumacher. Correct! Yes. <laughs> um, 05, Indy, was the race that we don't speak about in Formula 1. Correct. With six drivers. <laughs> um, so it was Michael Schumacher. Correct. <laughs> I'm just going to be saying Schumacher for a long time, I think. Oh, 04... Surely was Schumacher because he won the first thirteen out of Correct. the first fourteen that year. Oh, three was could have not been, so I won't say it randomly. This is a bit going to be a guess, to be honest. I also don't know how long they raced to Indianapolis for. So if I, <laughs> if I go too far, you can you let me know. No, that that's fine. Um, it wouldn't have been Raikkonen because he only had one win. And that was at Malaysia. Alonso's first one was at Hungary which was after this so I'm thinking Montoya or Schumacher I will say it could have been also DC he was quite good no i go Schumacher
0: Correct. Okay. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya famously got disqualified from this Grand Prix. Really? Uh, and you were you were wrong. Hungary was before this. Oh, really? Because in well, 2003, it was the penultimate race of the year. It oh. was a really unfair disqualification on Montoya. Uh, and it completely it ruined the changed the face it? of the championship. Yeah, Because um, it then meant that Michael was able to finish like eighth yeah. in uh, well, Japan right. to win the title. Well, there you go. Kimi.
1: 02 was the old photo finish. I remember that one. I don't remember it, but I've seen clips. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Barrichello won the race. Correct. I feel... I. How long did they race at Indy for? Uh,
0: the year 2000 was the first okay.
1: race. Oh one, This is complete guessing now. This is... I'm just going to play it safe and say Michael Schumacher.
0: Incorrect. Was it Rubens I'm again? I'm sorry. No,
1: it wasn't. <laughs> Who was it? Oh one DC?
0: No. Hakkinen? Yep.
1: I wouldn't have got that I thought Hackenden was
0: one of if not his last ever yeah, 1 yeah Hackenden dipped after he
1: won two titles really didn't he it's so.
0: he, well, bizarre Hackenden's career is definitely a topic for a video one day because I'm not going to say fraud alert but fraud alert <laughs> um, yeah Michael champion. Schumacher no. utterly dominant throughout Indy you know should have probably won 2002 as well, well um, he had um, the opportunity old to photo finish. Handed it away yeah did it though make up for Austria that's, that's always the question but yeah, it was Mike Haskins, the only driver that was able to stop him. And indeed, well, and uh, Michelin tyres,
1: of course. <laughs> well, that didn't stop him.
0: No, exactly. But stopped anyone else from winning was more the point. Yeah. Um, driver of the day, then Jamie from the Brazilian Grand Prix. I am gonna say, let's just be nice to him and say Alonso.
1: <laughs> Alonso was excellent, wasn't he? I want to give a shout out to was. Gasly. Yeah, he, he had a good race. Fourteenth to seventh, or something like that.
0: There wasn't many cars behind him at the end, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Lance Stroll did very well. Lance Stroll
0: did slightly less bad than usual.
1: First top five finish since Australia. Uh, Wow. (laughs) It's the first
0: time he's scored more than 10 points in a race since Oz.
1: Yeah. And that's the only only time this season. So the second time. How
0: has he not had a podium yet, still? Yeah. We were saying early on this year he was going to be like Stroll would like, shit out a win <laughs> like before Alonso does. I mean, it He's still, still not on a podium Vegas. a car that's been on a podium in like ten races.
1: Stroll season. Uh, yeah, it's Alonso the drive of the day, isn't it? He did very well. Yeah. I think that's I think
0: that's fair. Um, predictions recap though, Jamie. Three points in it Things going to this weekend. And I believe I took a point out of you.
1: You did. You did indeed. Um, i predicted
0: max, max, max Lewis Lando, um, so I get six points for predicting max um, to get, obviously, pole uh, the sprint win and, and the, the race, race win, because we don't do sprint pole.
1: Very well I I get... points there for you.
0: Thank you. I then get one point for Lando Norris as well. Um, I got him on the podium but in the wrong place. Uh, sadly, had I predicted my Mexico podium, I would have been full score.
1: Which still never happened. Which
0: is painful. No, not this season.
1: No, it never happened, I don't think.
0: I thought we've had a few before nah. that were bang on in the past. Someone in the but
1: comments, tell us. I don't think it has.
0: One of the knowing wheel maxes. Yeah. Um, um, but I believe I took a point out of you.
1: You did, because I went Max Verstappen pole, two points. I went Lando Norris race, uh, sorry, sprint win. Which you forget
0: you can't battle Max Verstappen. wasn't
1: far off. He got pole. He was doing well. Uh, for for like a he meter, he lost the lead at the start. Yeah, <laughs> um, he led for fifty yards. He led for even less time than Hockenberg did back in twenty ten. Um, yes, so sadly, no no points there for me. But Max Verstappen win gave me another two, so up to four. And Lando Norris second place gave me another two, so six points. And I can't remember who I put third, but it wasn't.
0: Uh... It was Charles Leclerc. We know that went well. Through. That could have
1: happened if Ferrari knew how to make hydraulics work.
0: That is very true. You probably did deserve to pull out some more points yeah. on me this weekend. Um, yes. But I believe that means with two races to go, <laughs> There's two it, points is in it. 74 to 70... No, 73 to 72. 73, sorry, to 70, no. 71, 71 points. I can do math. There's two points in it as we head to Las Vegas, Jamie. This is actually an exciting championship battle. Indeed. There's not is. many in F1 in 2023, but this is one of them.
1: Shall we run Have through the bottom seven constructors since we hyped that up as the big battle to watch? The bottom seven constructors? Sorry, the bo- the battle for seventh.
0: Yes, uh, because I am nervous if I'm Williams right now.
1: Well, we've got Williams still on 28 points. I don't think they've scored points since Kota. Kota, two uh, races ago. Alvacarion, we've got points in both the races since. So they're yep. up on 21 points after I nailed them to finish last. <laughs> And, and I said I would be nervous if
0: I was Williams from Alpha Tauri.
1: Yes, and Alfa Romeo and Haas are dead in the water. They're finished. Uh, <laughs> so that's a good time to be me as a supporter of a driver in each of those teams. <laughs> 16 points for Alfa Romeo, 5 off Alpha Tauri, and Ooh. 12 for Haas.
0: We, we forgot to congratulate Max Verstappen. He's also wrapped up the Constructors' Championship this weekend.
1: On his own? On his own, with That's two mad. races to go. Also, Ferrari so and dumb. Aston Martin could fancy themselves against Mercedes and McLaren.
0: Well, they're 20 and 21 points back each. I am not convinced. I think it'll be closer than I it think is right now. Ferrari
1: are more likely than Aston Martin. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Mercedes need to get... But again, Mercedes have got three practice sessions for the final two races, so they got a chance still. And Ferrari don't know how to make um hydraulics work that that should have been a much more disastrous weekend for mercedes than yeah. it ended up being yeah yeah all things considered um race rating though jamie it's I hard think as to a, tell because i only as a the brazilian highlights. grand prix it was pretty poor wasn't it but as a grand prix it, was still, it goes to show how good interlagos is yeah and i guess we need it on the, the thing is
1: i get the feeling there was quite a lot going on but the f1 Race highlights. There wasn't
0: enough cars for there to be a lot yeah. going on.
1: The race highlights also didn't paint a great picture, I don't think, of what actually happened. So the Alonso Perez battle, for instance, you only saw the last lap of it.
0: I watched extended highlights from Sky that were like an hour, uh, and it still wasn't a I did Even on those highlights, I didn't know that Perez had jumped him and then right L- Fernando came back. So it was all a little bit weird. What I wish had happened was Lando Norris had not pit again and just gambled to the end of the race. Yeah,
1: potentially. So engineers and strategists know a lot more than we do. So
0: I'm sure they do, but it would be nice <laughs> to see McLaren at least try to put Max under some pressure towards the end. Or yeah. at least expose how ridiculously fast that Red Bull is. <laughs> at least. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, I'm going to give it a yeah. 6.5 out of 10 for a weekend.
1: I'd agree with that. It was alright. I think that's fair, isn't all right.
0: it? Have we got anything else to add, young Jamie183?
1: Um, Haas are protesting. Kota. Yes. Yeah,
0: that I think is going to be an interesting one. Apparently that's going to happen Wednesday, so of course it'll be the day after this podcast goes, podcast goes out even. Um, so we'll be back with a bonus others. show for that, no? <laughs> On um, Twitter,
1: the old uh, Toto Wolff has declared Mercedes will start their 2024 F1 car plans from scratch after the team suffered the lowest moment in their history at the Pacific Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, so wait for Zero Sidepads V2 to not work again.
1: Yeah, surely starting your development in November... Regardless of how bad your own concept is, isn't the best idea. That's but that
0: guess. could be our clickbaity title for this show: Our Mercedes, the new Manor F1 team.
1: <laughs> yes, could be, could be.
0: Thank you all so much for watching. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure I leave a like, get yourselves subscribed, um give us those sweet, sweet interactions, as Jamie Ronnie3 likes to say. Uh, and yeah, we we actually get a little bit of a rest, Jamie. As much as I love hearing your voice, I think we're both <laughs> quite relieved um, that we will only be back next Tuesday with the Las Vegas Grand Prix preview show. Uh, but yeah, thank you as always for listening, and we'll be back very soon.